Welcome to Ravel Radio. I'm your host, Kara Steinman, and I'm all about helping women entrepreneurs get connected. We live in a society that benefits from women being disconnected from ourselves and disconnected from each other, often at the expense of our financial, physical, and mental health. And that really pisses me off. I believe the key to dismantling those systems of oppression lies smack dab in the collective power of women. I've made it my mission to help remove the obstacles that keep us separate so we can join forces, build more wealth, and make a bigger impact together than we ever could alone. These are the conversations that will get us there. Who's coming with me? Welcome back to Ravel Radio. Today, I'm chatting with Abby Herman. Thank you for being here, Abby. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Let everybody know a little bit about who you are and what you do before we get started on our rant for today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I am Abby Herman. Uh, my business is The Content Experiment. Um, we do content and marketing for small businesses. And we also do, we meaning I, also do um, fractional marketing director work for uh, businesses who need a little more support in their business um, and want to be a little more hands-off. Perfect. So I wasn't really sure exactly what we were going to be. We've known each other for a little while now. And so I wasn't like, I hadn't just met you and, oh, oh, you have to come on and talk about this. But I I wasn't sure what we were going to talk about. And I asked you like what you were fired up about. And we had to stop and hit record because it was the perfect topic. (laughs) This is so perfect. I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. And I'm so glad I have somebody here to rant with me on this. So I will shut up and you just tell everybody what you are kind of pissed off about right now. (laughs) 12-month marketing plans. I am seeing a lot of people, a lot of marketers, a lot of uh, people who you know work with clients on marketing strategy and development. Um, I'm seeing promos for get your 2024 marketing plan in place, and they're selling one year, you know, 12 month marketing plans, which does not make any sense at all. <laughs> And it's super frustrating for me to see people who might be buying these and spending money on these um, when we don't know what's coming in 2024. That doesn't mean we shouldn't be planning, but we shouldn't be planning for an entire year. Um, And I don't know if you want me to keep ranting. No, and I get that this this (laughs) makes perfect sense to me. And I get the appeal for certain people. I know maybe, I don't know if you're like this, but I'm a quick start. I changed my, I'm constantly taking in information and changing my mind and saying, oh, this this isn't going to work anymore. And I used to hate it when I worked in marketing agencies where they'd want like a six month or a year long plan. And I'd be like, well, I don't know like what things are going to look like. I don't have all the information that I'm going to have in six months. But Mm -hmm. people, some people, I get the appeal. Some people want a plan. They want to know where we're going and what we're going to do. What, tell us what, in your opinion, is like the the problem with that. The problem is just just what you said. Like we need sometimes we need to switch switch gears. Um look back to a few years ago. COVID happened and you know so many business owners had to completely shift what they were doing in order to be more relevant in order to serve their clients the way that they need and want to serve them. It just it just doesn't work. Um especially for I like to call, you know, people like you and I at our 
our businesses, quote unquote, micro business. And that's not meant to be derogatory at all. It's, you know, we're not, we don't have giant teams. We don't have, you know, millions of dollars of revenue. What we do in our businesses depends on us as human beings who have families and children and pets and homes, and we want to travel and we want to do other things. And we can't predict what's going to happen in our lives six months from now. And so maybe we wanted to launch a big program. And so we're going to spend the first half of 2024 creating this program and getting it ready and filmed and all of that. And we get sick. Or, you know, I literally just got off the uh, a call with a client we're planning for her podcast, and she's having surgery in um, like in a month. And so we're planning on, you know, the things that need to happen so that she doesn't have to show up on camera. And so she doesn't have to show up on her podcast. We're going to have things banked and recorded. That was an, un, it's an unplanned surgery. So like things happen, life happens. Yeah. Um, and you, that's happened to me. Yeah. I had a kidney, I, out of the blue, I got a kidney stone a couple of years ago that took me out for like six weeks because I had to have surgery. Mm-hmm. And I think I was still in the middle of pivoting my business at the time. So I wasn't like super crazy busy, but if I had been, I don't know. I didn't even have VAs at the time. I don't know what I would have done to keep things going. It would have just mm-hmm. totally thrown me off track. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I love having a plan. I live by my Google calendar. I love like having things marked off on my calendar, vacations, you know, uh, things that I'm doing with clients or for clients. I love that. However, and, and, you know, when you have team members, when you have other people who you depend on for things in your business, of course, it's important to plan ahead. However, like, so I was telling you before you hit record, I really started ranting. I know. I don't <laughs> want like, to miss out on that. <laughs> so about seven years ago, I actually hired somebody to create a 12-month marketing plan for me because I like seeing everything laid out. Uh, I got a calendar um, with specific things that I needed to do, specific weeks, specific, specific months. And by month two, I don't remember what exactly happened in my life, but by le- by month two, I had only done maybe 50% of the things that were on the calendar. And I felt really crappy about myself. Yeah. I was like, God, I'm failing. And I spent all this money. And then it didn't even make sense because I made a small pivot in my business. And so the rest of the calendar didn't even make sense anymore. And so, yeah, you just like, you have to stay flexible. And to me, it doesn't make sense to have, I mean, like we're talking like three and four things a week, every single week for 12 months that were on this calendar that I was supposed to be doing. It just didn't make sense. It fell apart. Things in my business changed. And then I ended up feeling like crap, like I was a big failure. And that's not, that's not a good feeling to have. No. And they're probably like, if you're going to pay for a year-long marketing strategy, it's probably expensive, right? Mm -hmm. If you are a solopreneur or like a micro business and you don't have maybe the excess funds to pay for that, you're going to maybe try to do it yourself. Get get, get a framework and try to do it yourself. And that's going to take, instead of money, a lot of time that you can't get back, that you've then sunk into something that's going to shift and change and make you feel really shitty about yourself in your marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, what I recommend doing instead, so yes, having a good idea of like what you might want to do 
next year, this time next year, or, you know, kind of a general idea of the direction you want to go, but only plan detailed in uh, 90 day increments, three month increments. So know, you know, the things that you're going to do or launch or whatever, three months from now, have those on the plan, know what you need to do as far as visibility and content and things like that in order to get people to whatever that purchase is. Just do it in in three month increments. Um, and and this is some probably pl- a good time to talk about the distinction between like business goals and marketing mm-hmm. plans too, because mm-hmm. you know I I do think it's probably okay to have a good idea of where you'd like to be in a year for sure, which is like the outcome, the goal, right? But you're talking about marketing plans, tactics. How are we going to execute this? What are we going to con- what are we going to write about? Where are we going to put our content? Who are mm-hmm. we talking to? Even like that might shift over the course of a year too. You learn about your audience all the time, don't you? Like, yeah, ideally. absolutely. And your audience changes. Over over time. Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully your audience changes over time because you as a business owner are also changing because the world is changing and yes. we have to share about things in a different way. We have to show up in a different way. I mean, for God's sakes, look at all of the, the technology and how much the technology has changed over the last couple of years. Like, yeah. You know, if if you have a um a marketing plan to use Clubhouse, you know, like what was that like three years ago to use Clubhouse, and then it just goes away, it falls apart. You know, I mean, same thing with Threads. Like, who knows what's going to happen with Threads? Do you have it in your marketing plan that that's your primary uh, marketing vehicle? I hope not, because it's social oh media God. for one, and because who knows? I I haven't heard anybody talk about it recently. Have you? No. I don't. I don't even know. I heard everybody talk about it for like three hours one day and I got on there and I'm like, oh, I can't, can't miss the boat. And as soon as I got on there, I was like, this is not where I want to be at all. Yeah. Yeah. I had a client who wanted to start going hard and heavy on threads just recently. And I, I luckily talked them out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you bring up a good point about our business changing and the external landscape changing too, but Mm -hmm. we're also learning about it. I mean, ideally, I've I've been harping on this a lot lately, the personal development aspect of entrepreneurship and Mm -hmm. being self-aware and growing your self-awareness all the time and understanding more about who you are and what you stand for and how you operate as an an entrepreneur, because we don't all operate the same way. We have neurodivergent people on one end and and the other end. And then we have this tiny sliver of quote, normal people in the middle who operate just like society wants us all to operate. But if we're learning more about ourselves, our business Mm -hmm. might change. It should change if we're changing. And it's just this old school weird idea that we're supposed to put this big plan together. Like It's like saying you're going to set out and decide what you want to do when you're 20 and go to college and just do that for the rest of your life. Like, yes. And that you're a failure if you don't do that. Mm-hmm. So if your business, I th- I'm going to, I think what Abby is saying here is that if your marketing strategies change, if you can't follow the plan, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You're okay. Mm-hmm. It's not a fault. Yeah. So yes. how do we, how sh- so you're saying what do we do instead? 3 months? No more than 3 months. I say detail the next 3 months. So like right now. So we're recording this, you know, mid October. So if you're listening to this in early January or whenever you're listening to this, know what your plan is for the next 3 months. And then if there's a launch or something bigger that you, you know, hope is coming down the road, then kind of have not a detailed plan for six months, but or for the follow, I should say for the following three months, 
Um, but kind of know what direction you're going. You know, like you like you were saying before, like we want to know where is the end goal, what where do we want to be at the end of 12 months? We know that. And usually there's some sort of monetary value applied to that. So know how you're gonna get there. What are the things that you need to do to get there? Maybe it's three launches, maybe it's five launches over the year, maybe it's you know, a certain number of new clients over the year, and then figure out how you're gonna get there in three month increments, but only do that detailed plan for three months because anything more than that. And and of course, you need to lay a foundation for a lot of things too. So if one of your goals is to bring in more clients which or more customers or whatever, whatever you call them, there's a foundation that needs to happen. There needs to be relationships that you're building. There needs to be a certain level of visibility. And so what do you need to do to get there and apply those strategies over time? Um, but have your plan for three months. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's So you and I were talking before we hit record about you just went to Europe and there were a few places you visited. And one of them, like we don't spend enough time looking back in business. Mm-hmm. We're always looking forward and planning for forward, right? But if you had planned a second trip, if you had a back-to-back trip plan and you had already laid it out and booked your tickets and your stays, you mentioned you would probably change the way that you did that trip. You enjoyed one of the towns more than the other. You would spend more time in another space. Mm-hmm. And that's no different than our business. We might we might not know now what we will know in three months. And if we right. look back and we've already planned this thing out, I just it makes so yeah. much sense. I I love that you were so pissed off about this. <laughs> well, yeah. So one of the towns that we stayed in was really small, and I feel like we spent an extra night there that we didn't really that I would have rather have spent someplace else. So if I was planning another trip, a similar trip then I would look at the size of the town and figure out, okay, maybe this is not the place where I want to spend three or four nights. Maybe I only want to spend one or two nights there. Similarly, in marketing, you know, if you are, let's say, looking for more visibility and you're pitching yourself for podcasts and you're kind of doing, you don't really have a, a set strategy. I totally did not have a set strategy when I planned this trip that I just took. So if you don't have a set strategy and you're pitching yourself to be on different podcasts, which I highly recommend you get in front of other people's audiences and be on podcasts, and one podcast in particular, you get a lot of really great leads from or a lot of conversations or people reach out to you or your email list grows or whatever. And there's another type of podcast, another podcast that you don't analyze that, look at it. Okay, where did I get the results and how did I get better results on the one podcast versus the other? Maybe it's the audience. Maybe it's the the topic that you talked about. Maybe it's um maybe it's the the host. I don't know or the conversation, the relationship that you had with the host. Like figure with the host, figure out what it was that you know that helped, and then lean your strategy that way. Lean your plan that direction where you got the more results, and maybe let go of more of a generalized podcast versus something that's really niched or something like that. I mean, like that's how you're going to get the right results. And so that means shifting your strategy and changing what you're doing, not a ton, but maybe a little bit. And maybe you pitch yourself to fewer podcasts because you're doing more research and you're becoming more niche down and you're getting more yeses that way. It feels better to think of it as 
a marketing journey. Yeah. Like you went on, you went on a European journey and now mm-hmm. looking back, you're examining the ROI of the places you went and the things that you did. Yeah. What you're looking at that one town that was this tiny, you spent too many nights there, t- spent too many, t- too much time in that space. And there yes. wasn't enough return on your investment in that space. And that's exactly the same thing you're doing when you're planning out your, what we'll call agile marketing strategy. Yeah. You're saying, I think this is where I'm going to get the most, uh, most in- like bang for my buck this month, but I might feel differently on the other end. So we're going to yeah. just, we're going to say, this is where we're trying to go, but we're not going to assume that we're right about everything that we're trying to do. Yes, absolutely. And you know, what's funny is that tiny little town, the hotel was the most expensive <laughs> of any of the hotels. <laughs> so sometimes like when you look at like literal, your literal investment, yeah. where are you spending your money? And is it bringing yeah. you back the money that you have put out, you know? Yeah. And for like micro businesses, solopreneurs, smaller businesses, marketing investment can be it can be steep and it it can return nothing sometimes especially things are really things are kind of weird in marketing these days it's really difficult to get visible unless you're accessing someone else's unless you're giant or you're accessing someone else's audience right yes absolutely and it's a long game i mean it's always been a long game but it's definitely a long game and it's based on relationships the relationships that you have the connections that you have on linkedin on social on in your networking groups all of that it's it's truly a long game and i think that uh, it, it, and i've actually seen that shift quite a bit just in the last 12 months um and it's important to shift alongside whatever yeah. the market's doing whatever the, the world is whatever's happening out there to pay attention to these things which and anybody who doesn't already know should be listening to your podcast too the content experiment <laughs> yes. because you're keeping track of what's shifting what's changing we're mm-hmm. we're sort of sitting we're all along this journey together kind of looking around going okay what's the climate look like right now what it, how are things shifting because they're shifting quickly especially with AI. Mm -hmm. I can't believe, I can't believe the stuff. Like if you were set on this marketing plan and you weren't paying attention to what was going on outside of yourself, you could be wasting a lot of time like with, like there's so much podcast AI that blows my mind and like text to voice AI, you can upload your voice and it'll read a transcript in your voice. And it sounds like good. Yeah. And yeah, it's I haven't done incredible. that yet. <laughs> I was experimenting with a, one of the platforms this morning, actually, because um, I was trying to get I hate, I hate recording like the intros and things because I don't mm-hmm. want to do like repetitive tasks. But um, I was trying to get one of them to say Ravel Radio, and it kept saying Ravel. And there was oh. no way I could spell it that would make it do what I wanted it to do. So I was experimenting with different ones this morning. And one of them finally got it right. But the rest of it sounded robotic. So I was like, oh. dang it. This is not perfect. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's all a change. And actually, my as we're recording this, I've paused my podcast for a little bit. It's going to come back in early 2024 because I knew. So I've been doing, I had been doing my podcast. It was, um, I had hit 250 episodes. I was doing it for four years, every single week, That's a sometimes lot. multiple times a week, releasing an episode. And I knew like, as 2024. Now, if I had planned to finish out 2023 with the podcast every single week, um, 
you know, I decided midway through the year, I was like, you know what, I need a break, I need to take a step back, I need to take the time that I am putting into this podcast, to educate myself a little bit more, to learn some more things to to figure out what direction I want to go next. And because I didn't have this year long plan, I was able to do that. I still kind of felt weird about doing it. Like I manage podcasts for clients. (laughs) I talk about consistency. And but then I a friend told me, Abby, 250 episodes is pretty dang consistent. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Super consistent. <laughs> and you, you've got a really like broad library of yeah. resource. That's a big library of resources, like resource mm-hmm. library. I mean, that people can go to. So if you're not, if you're not recording for a couple of months or a quarter or whatever, that, that, that doesn't change the evergreen content that you've got yeah. there which is yes. a great strategy too. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Very strategic of you. <laughs> thanks. Good thing since you do strategy for people. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I kind of, you know, I'm thinking about a shift and doing something a little bit different just on the podcast. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out what that what that's going to look like. And I needed a little bit of space so that I could do that. I think that's really good that you took some time. I'm thinking of shifting a couple of things too. And it's hard to imagine the shift while I'm still doing it. It. Yeah. So maybe the only way to do that is to just take a take a step back and pause and like who says you can't do that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There came a point where I was like, I knew that it was going to happen. I knew the pause was going to happen, but I was still recording episodes. And so I felt really um, inauthentic almost uh, doing recording episodes, knowing that a pause was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was hard to finish out the last few episodes. But yeah, God, that's such a funny thing to think about that you like that we feel this pressure, we can't pause which is probably something we'd feel if we had a year-long marketing strategy, right? (laughs) That's the end of the road is a year away. We can't pause Mm -hmm. until we're done, which is going to make it harder for us to pause and reflect. And like, how important is that reflection time? Yeah. Yeah, very much so. I was so impressed. You took a bunch of time off this summer and did some traveling. And I know some of it was for work, but you know, you you stepped away and and did some things for you too, which is like yeah. kudos, kudos yeah, to you, my we friend. We have to do that, yes. Otherwise, we put. I mean, I think that, and and I've done this. I've been in business for over ten years full time now, and I feel like we put. A, okay, I'll speak for just for myself. I put so much pressure on myself to be present and to to be here and to be sitting at my computer, you know, on a daily basis. And the reality is, I'm a business owner, and I'm a contractor for clients, like, I have a hard time with boundaries. (laughs) I have a really hard time with boundaries. But the last maybe year and a half or so, I shut my computer off. Like I, you know, and I, I have a separate space in my house for my home office. And I walk away, I don't get notifications on my phone, my clients don't have my phone number, they can't reach me, I know that things are done. And I feel really and I have told my assistant too. I'm like, I am not you don't send me messages after hours, because I will feel obligated to respond to them and to jump in and Last night or yesterday, I happened to be on my my other computer <laughs> with, and I had um, accidentally had Slack open, and a client messaged me at like almost six p.m. Um, about content that's supposed to go live today, and I saw it, and I was like, you know what? 
that person knows it's not going out first thing in the morning like it normally does because I just got the approval, you know, at 6 p.m. It's not happening. Um, and I was very proud of myself for doing that. For, for saying, you. Nope, it's not going to happen. They know it's not going to happen for saying I didn't respond to the Slack message until this morning and said, you know, it'll go out by noon today. Uh, so, yeah, it's just... So I guess that's another thing. That's a, that's something else that, that I can talk about for a second too is content marketing. All of that should never be an emergency. I mean, with, I should say with very few exceptions, there are no content emergencies. There aren't any marketing emergencies. It is something that you have a strategy for. You have a plan for you. You, you know, personally, I work far ahead on content for clients. Um, it's something that should be planned. And when you have a plan, when you have a strategy, when you know what's going to happen, when there's some structure, it leaves space for things to happen on the fly also. Like you're at a conference and you want to post some uh, photos or like something just something that's happening in the world, like spark something for you and you want to respond to it. Well, you have some structure, you have space built in for things like that. Um, and I think that that's really important too. To you don't want to plan something every single day of you know the entire three months or year, whatever. You want to give yourself some space to fly by the seat of your pants a little bit. And I think a lot of people feel really bound by um, structure. Like, oh well, if my if my plan says I have to do X Y Z, I can only do X Y Z. No, you can also do other things. You could do ABC too. <laughs> you know, what's funny about that is how even if we make the rules, even if we set the structure for ourselves, we're so mm-hmm. conditioned to follow rules that yeah. we don't even want to break our own rules, even though we yeah. made the rules that maybe we're arbitrary in the first place. Yes. Yes. I was at a um, at a conference a couple months ago and um, the person who was speaking was a marketer and she has an agency um, and she said that she never, she doesn't have any kind of like social media plan for herself. She just gets on every morning and posts something. And I thought, and to me, that sounds horrible. <laughs> like that sounds like the lab. I feel I would feel so stressed out about doing about posting every, every day or every other day, whatever the whatever the um, cadence is, I would feel so stressed out by that, that I probably would never post anything at all. In fact, like, as since I've paused my podcast a couple weeks ago, like I've posted very little um, on social media, because I, I don't have a clear structure at the moment. Um, yeah, like you need to have something. You, there needs to be some sort of plan. What happens if your kid gets sick or your dog gets sick or your car breaks down or whatever happens? Like, I think it's just so important to have some sort of plan. And then you can fly by your and, by the seat of your pants. And like, I'm all for flying by the seat of my pants, but some people feel more comfortable st- with structure yeah, and they sure. feel safer with structure. So when they're creating content with some structure, their energy, the energy we're putting into that content comes through, especially if it's video. Like if you feel good being spontaneous and you're creating spontaneous content, that's going to come through. People are going to feel you better than like more easily than they would if you were, you're forcing it and it's not going to come across as well. So knowing kind of how you want to operate too within, within this 
kind of parameters that you set for yourself. But yeah, it's good to have a plan, even if you don't follow it. Yeah. Like what is the, so if you're going to do spontaneous video, what's the call to action? What is it that you're, you want people to do after watching your video or reading your content? What, what does that look like? And you need to know that before, I think you need to know that before you get started. (laughs) I think I would completely forget to post. I'd be like, oh shoot, I was supposed to post for the last week and I didn't do it because I got distracted by something. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, And that kind of speaks to hiring people to do things for you that you're not good at or you don't enjoy doing too. Like, I mean, if you're not somebody who likes is is a strategic thinker and you're an executor or vice versa um like hiring people to help you. It's this is not just cuz we're mm-hmm. solopreneurs doesn't mean we don't hire contractors and have people in our business to do things that we don't like let's stay in our genius zone here. Yeah. Yeah. I just um I recently met with a client and I wanted to know what her recording calendar was going to look like for the next few months. And because uh, we do both YouTube and podcast. Um, and so she had her like a whole bunch of episodes, like these are the episodes that I want to do. So we thought through together, like, you know, we were bouncing ideas off of each other. She kind of knew what the structure was going to be, but we um, solidified that structure for the next, I think, 10 episodes so that she knows what's coming up. I know what's coming up as a person who's, pro- you know, producing and, and processing all of the the content that's coming in. Um, And she was able to have some feedback from someone who is not an expert in her field from someone who's a human who can can see, you know, what that structure looks like. And so yeah, like that's so I mean, that was super helpful. I would never have been able to come up with some of the topics, but I could help her like, this is a logical sequence for this time of year, um, and having the the content go live. So Yeah, yeah, so that's great advice. And like, if we're going to plan, let's just all be, let's, let's partner up, let's plan together, let's use everybody's strengths, but let's all agree that we're not planning more than three months in advance. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> so you're on pause. You're on pause with the podcast right now for mm-hmm. a minute, taking a break. Kudos. Yeah. I, I applaud you. Um, but you're still working. You're still helping clients. Where can yep. people get in touch with you if they want to talk about marketing strategies or execution on those strategies? Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn, Abby M. Herman, um, on Instagram, The Content Experiment. And you know they're also welcome to uh, book a call with me at uh, thecontentexperiment.com slash chat. Okay. We'll include all of those links in the show notes. And um, I enjoyed this. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with me. And I love the whole message. It's very aligned with how I feel too. So (laughs) good. So thank you. (laughs) Yes. Thanks. And there you have it. Another inspiring conversation with another amazing woman entrepreneur. Before you go, a heartfelt thank you for being part of the Ravel family. Your support means the world. And if you like what you heard, please consider giving your fellow entrepreneur a virtual hug by sharing this episode on social or with a friend. See you next time.